Welcome back to Her Mindful Truth Podcast. Thank you for leaning in with me today. If you haven't already, it's a few things that I would love for you to do for me. I want to I want you to subscribe to the channel if you've not done so already. I want you to follow me on Instagram. Follow the podcast is at at her mindful truth. I want you to be able to share this episode as well as the channel with your friends or loved one or someone who may be able to resonate with what I'm going to speak on tonight. And so, yeah, so if you can do those few things, that would be awesome. And let's see what we got going on. Hey, everyone, this is your host, Tammy Curry from The Sim Company, and you're listening to Her Mindful Truth Podcast, the show that highlights real life experiences surrounding past and current relationships, triggers, healing, business, and much more. This show is for anyone who suffers with anxiety and are applying mindfulness to navigate it, which is not always easy, but we're going to tackle the good, the bad, and the ugly of it all. If you're inspired by my experiences, be sure to follow me on Instagram at I am underscore Tammy Curry. Also share with someone who has similar experiences and remind them that they are not alone. So let's get straight to it. So last episode, the importance of boundaries and how sometimes we have to reestablish those boundaries because we teach people how to treat us. And so, and sometimes that might look like reestablishing boundaries so that we can create that environment for whatever it look, would look like for us. So be sure to check that out on the audio version as well. Um, wherever you get your podcast from, Her Mindful Truth is there. So of course, I've actually already made me a cocktail. Uh, last episode, I did a Moscow Mule. This episode, I have a French 75. And that's just some gin, some mineral water, lime. And what else do we have going on? And some bubbly, some champagne. And so it's on ice. I serve it on ice. So that is what I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to be indulging tonight. I also have some CBD indica because it relaxes me. And so for those of you who don't know what uh, CBD is, it is basically the chemical that's extracted from the cannabis or the hemp plant. It's used for relief of anxiety. It can be used for people use it for depression. People use it for anxiety. People use it for PTSD. Um, so just research it whenever you get some time if you have not heard of uh, CBD. And so first of all, I want to celebrate you for being here with me. This is my therapy. So I want to celebrate you for joining me in my therapy session tonight. So I really definitely appreciate that. So insert clap hands. And clap hands up. And so this week's intention is to just be a light as I offer a different perspective on a very important topic. And so today's topic is going to be understanding, understanding what comes without wants, right? That's going to be today's topic, understanding what comes without wants. We have this long list of laundry list of things that we want, but sometimes we don't lean in and understand um, why we want those wants, what, what would make this want so fulfilling uh, to me and things of that nature. We just know that we want it, right? So with that being said, again, do you ever stop to ask yourself those questions? Like, 
hmm, why is this want so important for me? Like when it comes to relationship dynamics and, you know, women and men, we have our certain wants and certain needs that we would like to see in our partner. And so have we ever stopped to wonder why is it those particular things are important to us? Why is it that we desire that particular want, right? This episode is going to be particularly for the men. Ladies, does that mean that you need to leave and go anywhere? Because I want you to be able to lean into this conversation as well. But this conversation is going to be more so directly towards the men. And then the following episode is going to be towards the woman because it's typical for the man to seek out the woman. So that's the cycle. Man seeks out woman. And so the cycle continues. So that's why I have this episode um, to be dedicated towards the men that are out there. So if you can, gentlemen, again, I would like for you to lean in, lean in with me. Don't lean back. Don't lean back. Lean in with me. Um, first case in point that I want to discuss, and it may resonate with some men and it may not, but maybe, you know, a family member or a friend or a homeboy that is like, you know what? I know exactly who she's talking about. This person sounds familiar because everybody knows someone, right? So if this episode resonates with either you or someone you may know, um, I want you to leave a comment and share with me how it, what is it that you've taken? What was the key takeaway for you for this episode tonight? All right, so I want to tell a story. Guess I'm not going to be having any CBD because I didn't charge it. Really? All right. Well, so much for that. So I want to tell you a quick story. Not quite a quick story, but follow me on it if you don't mind. So there was this man um, that I worked with years ago and he would come to me and he would ask me, um, do I know anybody, an available woman or someone that I can hook him up with, right? You know how you fellas are, hey, hook you up with your homegirl or do you have any homegirls? Do you have any single friends? Um, and so he came to me and so basically I wanted to know what it was that he was looking for in a woman. And so he gave me this um, long laundry list uh, things that he was looking for. And he described his ideal woman of being uh, the first thing that he said was feminine. He's like, I have to have a feminine woman, right? So he goes, he wants a feminine woman. Uh, he wants her to be strong, independent, uh, successful. He wants her to be resourceful, um, all these things. And so that shouldn't be too hard to, to do, right? So when he named her, I'm like, well, or when he described his ideal woman, I was like, well, that shouldn't be too hard to do. I kind of had already had somebody in, in mind once he gave me that long laundry list of things. So I knew exactly who I was going to link him up with. So long story short, they met up and they hit it off right away. So fast forward to about nine months in, maybe about nine months of them dating. And um, again, they hit it off really quickly. So 
Well, they would both come to me about certain things that would take place in a relationship, like when Mad Day come. And so when they both would come to me, I would always ask, hey, did you have this conversation which, with such and such? Did you talk about it? Did you communicate about it? And of course, both parties said they had did, they had not. Um, and so one of his main complaints was that he found that she was too being too emotional, that she cries a lot and um, and she shuts down. She often shuts down during those times when she's emotional. And so or he say she would isolate herself from him when she's being emotional. And so, again, of course, I would say I would ask, well, have you had this conversation with her? You know, that would be the first thing I would ask, because I don't feel comfortable with um, someone venting to me about their partner. And especially if they had not had the conversation with their partner first, of course, and then she would come. And she would do the same exact thing. And, you know, she felt like from her perspective, she felt like she wasn't getting enough emotional support is what she called it. And that she was needing during those moments when she was emotional. So again, same with her. I would ask that y'all talk about it. Have y'all talked about it and, and talked it out because I wanted to remain unbiased. So I made it very quite clear that I was uncomfortable with giving my opinion in terms of their relationship. And so that brings me to today's truth talk. Being mindful of the actual components that is within the want, the want, and what actually makes the want up, right? Let me say that again, because I want to make sure that you guys are, again, you're leaning in with me. So knowing the actual components that makes up this want. So yeah, we want a car or we want a, uh, we want a Range Rover. Okay. But do you know the components that make up a Range Rover or do you just want the Range Rover? Do you know how much it costs? Do you know how much gas costs? Do you know where the, where it was manufactured? Like all these things, like, have you done your research on this particular want? Right. That's, that's my, that's my whole uh, point on it. It's kind of like when you go to a restaurant, I'm just going to use this as an example and you want to order a burger and you know how you like your burger made either probably with no pickles, extra onions, extra mayo, you know, the components of what will make that burger fulfilling for you. So you go in and you order it. Right. And so that brings me back to um, knowing what his wants are. Like we know what his wants are because we heard the long laundry list. Uh, so one's feminine, independent, strong, of course, attractive. And to sum it up, he wants to be able to have intimacy with this um, young lady. But let's say he lacked the capacity to accept her emotional and vulnerable uh, state at the moment. Let's say he lacked the capacity to with, with this want of a vulnerable, of a feminine woman, knowing the components, one being that she may be emotional, but the question is, did he lack the capacity to be able to support her emotionally? And so she's crying, but he's incapable of 
consoling her. Okay. And so, and if he's incapable of consoling her and that continues the cycle. So when they have a, a disagreement and, you know, maybe her feelings are hurt or maybe she's feeling disappointed about something. And so she goes off after not being supported emotionally over a course of time, she goes off, she isolates herself. And so she cries to herself. Right. And so this particular woman, um, in my opinion, over time, this particular woman would either seek out someone who can give her that emotional support or she would become emotional independent. And by what I mean about emotional independent, meaning on the exterior, she's going to be appearing more tough. Now, um, that femininity that he said he wanted is probably going to be diminishing at some point because she's having to put on some armor, um, because she feels vulnerable. And when you're feeling vulnerable, I'm guessing, you know, not that I'm guessing, I know when you're feeling vulnerable as a woman, it's like, and there's no, uh, support there, the support system there that helps you during that vulnerability. And during those emotional times, you kind of feel exposed to the world and, um, not as, not as much secure as you would like to as a woman. And so, um, and you don't show up in a relationship. That's another symptom of that. You won't show up 100% in a relationship. So let's say a couple had a huge disagreement. And one of the symptoms in the disagreement is that she is expressing herself through her tears. So she's crying like we talked about, but it makes him extremely uncomfortable. It makes him extremely uncomfortable when he sees her cry for whatever the reasons are. And he doesn't really know how to offer that support to her um, because of his internal challenges. And so I'm curious to know what you fellas think about that so far in terms of is it difficult for you to be able to support your woman when she's uh, vulnerable in her vulnerable state and when she's crying and where are you feeling that discomfort at? So depending on if she's previously shared her need with him, it's either he's incapable of giving that support or he's refusing to do the work. And a lot of times not saying all the time, and I'm not saying all of you guys, but a lot of times that refusal comes from he's possibly already placed her in a category um, to where the value is no longer there. So he may feel like he doesn't really have to do the work. I feel like he doesn't have to offer that support to her. So it's either one of the two, either he's incapable of doing it, or he's already placed her in a box where he feels like it's not worth doing the work. That's not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm doing. And so one of those reasons could be, um, like I said, placed in a box. So because there's a huge disconnect when it comes to communication, those two parties will never know during this moment because there's no communication. She's isolating herself. She's crying. He's trying to figure out, okay, well, what did I do now? You know, it's like, man, can I do anything right? It's like, geez, come on. If a feminine woman is what he's wanting, why is it that she, he cannot meet her where she's at in that vulnerable state? He wanted the idea, I don't know, to, to this to be true. This is just me observing and analyzing and doing my truth talk. But he wanted the idea of having a feminine woman, having a strong woman, an independent woman, and what it looks like on the outside. 
But did he really fully understand the assignment is the question. Did he understand the assignment? Did he fully understand what he wanted? Man, neither man or woman is going to feel 100% comfortable being vulnerable with someone who lacks that uh, supportive capability or effort. And by capability, I mean the specific action that it takes for this person individually and this person individually. What is going to take that specific action for them to feel like, okay, I'm okay. This person has supported me because everybody has their different needs, right? So when it comes to um, capability, meaning, do you know what that need is? Do you know what it is that you need for this person to be able to uh, supply that to you as well? Let's switch gears for a second. So same thing when it comes to him saying he wants a high value woman. He wants a high value successful, independent, strong woman, right? And I'm guessing it's to either boost his value or maintain his current high value as well. And when I, when I say value, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, finances or assets. It could be also the way you view yourself. So if you have low self-esteem about yourself, your value is going to match that in your perception, right? You're going to probably feel like you are not, you're incapable of bringing anything to the table. You're incapable of uh, fully fulfilling this woman who's of high value. And so my question is, why, why is that, you know, you can't be out here being uh, generic and demanding uh, name brand. Okay. So right there, you're already unequally yoked. So it really all depends on the, on the motive. So again, you have this guy who's, uh, he has low self-esteem about himself, AKA low value. And he's just so gung ho on seeking out a high value woman, successful woman, independent woman. It's one of his must haves. It's on his must have list, but does it, it's not matching. The value isn't matching. So that's why I say unequally yoked. So in my mind, with this specific type of man, before he seeks out a, a high value woman, he first needs to be high value or uh, stick with his generic options. In my mind, my opinion, he shouldn't say he shouldn't say he want a type of woman and not understand the components that makes up this type of woman. The things that are used to create this woman. You have to understand that. I want y'all to follow me as I try to convey this truth talk. So what comes with being high valued? What comes with being successful? What comes with being independent and an intelligent woman? What comes with those things? What are those components behind that woman? Let's talk about this woman. Let's talk about, let's talk about this particular type of woman that he's describing. And let's talk about the needs of this woman. Nine times out of 10, this high value woman, she is motivated, driven, inspired. 
So of course, she's going to need someone to motivate her, inspire her, drive her. You can't pour from an empty cup. So those are the things that she would need in that relationship. And she's going to need all those things returned back to her. It's going to have to be reciprocated. So she can continue to nourish and grow within a relationship. Those are the things that this particular woman needs. He has no idea what it took for this woman to become what she is. He has no idea what it took for this woman to become what she is. And to become who she is. He cannot relate to her in many ways than one because there's something about himself that he is lacking. So what does he do? He shuts down and deep inside he's al- he already knows this about himself. So he's already feeling like less of a man. But then he misplaces that and now he rejects her, isolate her. He may even resent her because of what he lacks. Now, all of her emotions implode and look like anger. And here goes the cycle. And no, for her, is is no longer, oh, let me console you. No, for her, is no longer, oh, I need you to console me. Oh, I need you to support me. It's no longer, eventually with this cycle, it's no longer about the consoling. Because the emotion has changed. They're no longer tears. It's now anger because it's built up. No one communicates. She's not communicating what her needs are. And he's not communicating that he doesn't know how to do it. And so now she wants to confront the source of her anger, which is him. And it turns into an argument. And then the cycle just continues. It just continues. And if she loves and care about you, Thinking about someone else is not even on her radar. She's trying to figure out, okay, how can I, what can I do? How can I rebuild this? How can I reestablish what's going on in this relationship so we can start anew? I don't want to quite give up yet. I don't want to give up yet, right? Because come on, that's what we do. That's what women do. I don't want to give up quite yet. And sometimes you hold on to stuff too long. It's like, well, damn. He hadn't figured it out all this time. Someone who low value, who see themselves as as low value and have low self-esteem. They're not going to really understand the components behind what it takes to build this woman up and create this woman because they're looking at it from a different perspective and a different lens. It's not his environment. It's not his normal. It's not his everyday Right. So he's looking at it from a different mindset, from a different perspective. So he's not gonna, it's not going to resonate with him what it is that she needs. Now, out of fear of getting in touch with the suffering that's inside of him. Either he's going to seek out a woman who has lesser or equal value to him. Or once things escalate, he'll lean into her and ask certain questions about how, what is it that you did that took you from, you know, that brought you to where you are. He would take notes. He will learn from her and figure out, okay, what is it that I can do to get myself out of this funk, to get myself just from feeling stuck and feeling less about myself. But again, he must first get through that discomfort that he's feeling, that nitty gritty, that, 
that he's feeling within himself. He must come to terms with the fact that he's suffering in a certain area before he goes to her. He must push through that and change that around first. And depending on the mindset, it can be done. It's very possible and it can be done. Again, you just got to be committed and dedicated to do the work. If it's worth it, if there's value there. And sometimes, a lot of times, you know, that particular man, like I said, everybody's different. Not saying all men are the same. Not saying all you guys are the same. But if you know someone or if you've been through this, you can relate to what I'm saying and the message that I am trying to convey. Sometimes what I see men do, they avoid doing the work. And so they don't want to do their work. They want to go and reset. I'll rather just go ahead and get into something different so I don't have to do the work over here. It takes it takes a lot and it tells you a lot about a man who's able to be brave and push through that nitty gritty, that suffering, that ugh, that he's feeling on the inside. It takes a lot for him to push through that. That's a brave man right there. So if that's you, kudos to you, Mr. Brave Man. This man going to hold himself accountable and recognize that there's value there that she has that he truly wants. So instead of planning your next move and weighing your options, find a way to reel it back in. Okay, reel it back in. I've seen it happen. And acknowledge where you're suffering at. Acknowledge with yourself first. I'm not saying go to your woman and say, hey, babe, I'm suffering in this area right now. But you have to acknowledge within yourself first. And that's the first step. Once you acknowledge that you're suffering, are you struggling in a certain area? Man, can't nobody use that against you. It's like, I already know I'm suffering in this area. Because, you know, sometimes people tend to turn it back around and be like, oh, you this and your communications is like, piss poor and all of these things and digging and digging. Well, if you know these things about yourself and you're working on it, it's nothing that this person can say that will impact how you already feel about yourself because you're working through that, right? You already know. It says, it says a lot about someone who's going to be brave and commit to uh, doing that work, not just for this woman, but for himself as well. Okay. Take control of the situation through leadership to stop the cycle. Lack of communication and unwillingness to do the work can cause toxicity where it doesn't even have to be. His suffering spills out without even realizing it. He doesn't realize that he's suffering, you know. And so, of course, he's going to make the people around him suffer because he's suffering. But with the rareness, he can recognize his suffering and and that he can recognize it in others. When you first recognize the suffering within yourself, you can recognize the suffering in others as well. After being aware, after being aware and practicing mindfulness daily over time, when he gets home, his tone will be more like, hey, babe, I know you're not feeling well. I know you're not feeling happy right now. And in the past, I didn't understand what you were feeling. So I reacted in a way that would make you suffer more and therefore making myself suffer more as well. I am striving to do better in that area. And all I ask is that you continue to support me through this journey. What's she going to say? 
what you gonna say to that? How you argue with that? You can't argue with that. What you did was you you recognize and acknowledge what it is that you're struggling with in terms of communication, reflected it back and say, hey, I, you know, I'm struggling in this area, but I am working on it. I know in the past I wasn't able to support you as you needed me to, but I am I'm learning and I'm committed to learn how to do that. I just ask that you support me on this journey. I don't know what it is that she can say to that. Like that, that deserves, you know what, babe, you right. Now I appreciate you. And I thank you for, you know, taking that step and going that extra mile to try to take control of the situation and figure it out. Like that should be the only thing that she should be saying. So anywho, let me reel it back in. So it's very important to, communicate prior to going into new relationships uh basically what your expectations are what your aspirations are what it is that you want to do what goals that you're wanting to accomplish that way you can see if you're on the same page or not and I get it a lot of times when we meet people going in they may meet our representative right and then (laughs) door number one you got (laughs) such and such 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 personality and then door number two you got this t- particular personality, but when you met in the beginning, it was like, you know, you had to make sure you represent it well. But a lot of times people do that not realizing it. That comes from fear of being alone, fear of starting over, fear of rejection. And so we feel like that we have to go in and represent ourselves as something that we not. And to, at the end of the day, it, eventually you're going to you're going to forget all about those doors and you're just going to just knock the whole wall down okay and so um it's very good to like i say communicate those things in the beginning to find out if you guys are on the same page A lot of the times, though, when we meet new people, a lot of the times, though, when meeting new people, you're meeting, it's important to know a lot of times you're meeting their representative. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but a lot of times you're meeting their representative. And so we don't often, and so oftentimes we don't show up 100% ourselves because of the fear of rejection, fear of being alone, and fear of starting over, right? I want us to keep starting over. And so we let our representative represents us during our first date, second dates, and all these different dates. And then here you guys, you know, here it is years later. It's like, man, I didn't see any of these red flags or signs. Like, what is this? I don't know what to do with this. But like that burger I mentioned earlier, when you go into a restaurant and you order your burger and you tell them you don't want any pickles on your burger, you don't want no pickles, you want maybe extra onions, whatever. We just go stick with no pickles and you're waiting on your food to come. You're waiting, you're anticipated, you, you know, it's like you're probably slobbering at the mouth. Who knows? You just, it depends on if you're a foodie, but you wait on that burger. Um, so the burger comes. And a burger comes to your plate, to your, to your table and you look at it and it has pickles on it. 
and you're either probably allergic to pickles, you don't like pickles, but at the end of the day, you're immediately turned off by the fact that there's pickles on your burger. And so the server tells you to remove the pickles yourself. So why don't you just take the pickles off? You know, if you don't eat pickles, just take them off, you know, um, instead of us making the burger all over, just pick them off. It's like, no, I'm not going to pick them off because for one, I communicate with you before beforehand that I did not want any pickles on my burger. So now why are you telling me to pick them off? No, I'm not going to be picking them off. Just remake the burger, you know? And so my point is, you know, you've requested certain components of this burger that's going to make it more fulfilling for you. So when it comes to the table, you expect it to be fulfilling for you. You don't expect for, for it to have what you did not order on there. Right. You don't expect that. And so and you definitely don't expect someone to say, well, go ahead and take it or leave it. Go ahead and take those pickles off yourself. No, we're not doing that. Just remake the burger. Right. I hope you follow me here. And let me just stress. You can get a burger. From, anybody can get a burger from anywhere. They got burgers everywhere. Like, you know, down this way, down this way. Every way is there some burgers. So yeah, getting a burger is not the problem. Is the particular burger that you're going to get, is it going to be fulfilling to you? Is it going to be, you know, is it too greasy? Is it too salty? Is it too flat? Whatever. If it doesn't align to your, your appetite, it's not going to be fulfilling for you. You follow me? So no, no one is going to want to take those pickles off. If they've already communicated with you that they don't want any pickles on it in the first place. So just remake the burger. Um, please, <laughs> please. And thanks. It's like you're telling me, okay, I have to drive to the restaurant. I have to drive to the restaurant. I'm driving to the restaurant. I have to park, go inside the restaurant, wait to be seated, be seated, order my food, wait for the food, get the food. And now I have to customize this food and take the, take the pickles off. Now I have to customize it even more. But let's say they forgot. Let's say the people, the server or forgot to even write down. Not the server, the waiter or the waitress. Let's say he or she forgot to write down that you didn't want any pickles on your burger, right? Because we, we're human, so we're allowed to make mistakes. Or let's say that he or she did write no pickles, but the people are back in the kitchen. They put the pickles on it anyway, maybe misconfusing the ticket. I get it. We make We are allowed to make mistakes. But what we are not, should not be able to do is have the take it or leave it mindset especially if you've already communicated beforehand that you did not want any pickles on your burger. So no, we're not going to always get it right. I get it because we're not perfect. So you know, we're not going to always get it right. Whether you are a man or a woman, but you have every right to communicate your needs and what your wants are without feeling guilty about it. You have every right to do that. And I know sometimes we like walk on eggshells because we don't want to hurt one another's feelings, but I believe that's doing a disservice instead of 
you know, thinking, okay, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to hurt her feelings. Maybe let me try to figure out a way that I can communicate with him or her in a way to it connects, you know, like I'm being mindful and compassionate with my communication. So it's not, it's not worried about the feelings is the, the, you know, the least thing that the lesser thing that we should be worrying about, because I'm coming to you with great intentions um, with using empathy and compassion in my words. Cause a lot of times it's not what you say it's how you say it and how you come across. And so that should be the last thing that is bothering you and what will withhold you from communicating. Okay. And it's also valuable to know what you want as well. It's also valuable to know what you want and what components make up that want. But what you don't want to do is walk around upset. You don't want to walk around upset playing these plat, these uh, mind games, these uh, quiet games around the house. You playing quiet game. I ain't talking to you. I ain't talking to you. Now nobody's talking. Nobody's talking. Nobody's communicating, and you know, no wants are being met. No needs are being met. Nothing's being met. It's just talking just just walking around ain't nothing getting met right and so that's not going to strengthen your relationship effective communication will strengthen your foundation okay and so let people know what your needs are let them know what you need so they can decide if they can provide that need to you because it may be they can't provide that need and if you can't bring it to the table whatever the it is then don't bring it to the table if you can't bring it don't bring it to the table communicate that Babe, I can't bring that to the table. I don't know. That sounds a little, sounds like a rough one for me. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Communicate that. We have a free will to choose. With that, communicate what your needs are in a way that the person be able to process and understand what they are. That way there's no miscommunication. Do the work if there's value and worth there. If it's uncomfortable, practice pushing through that discomfort. You got to get to the other side. You got to get to the other side at some point. We, we, you know, to press reset and reset every time it's time to get uncomfortable or to shut down every time it's time to have those uncomfortable uh, communication, uncomfortable conversations. It just continues the cycle. And that's not going to bring us together as men and women. It's not going to bring a community together. You know, because it's just like, you go to cycle again. Nothing's getting done. It's very unproductive. It's counterproductive. Those that listen to understand have a greater satisfaction in their relationships than those who don't. When you listen to understand. It may be, okay, you're not relating with the tone. You're not relating to the pitch that they're using. For whatever you, for whatever reason, this person is emotional. They're upset. I cannot process what you're telling me right now because your tone is too high your tone is your tone is not how I need it for it to be in order for me to process it okay and so on this hand yes be able to communicate your needs effectively to where the person will be able to understand because a lot of times people listen um to respond they don't really listen to understand they just listen to respond it's like oh oh I can't wait to respond but you've already lost very great vital information that you could use um that you can apply you've already lost that information because you're formulating your response in your mind so that comes with practice 
that comes with practice, not trying to formulate your response while someone is having a conversation. It comes with practice. So with that, understanding what your wants are and communicating them in the beginning helps create a strong foundation. That way, can't nothing infiltrate it. You know what I'm saying? Can't nothing infiltrate that foundation. You've already already created, you've created your bonds. You've created your communication techniques. Not saying you're perfect. I get it because we're human and we're allowed to make mistakes. But you've created your foundation. So can't nothing infiltrate in there, right? Is they gonna try, but they can't get in. And more importantly, it helps with your healing journey. What are your thoughts? What do you think about that? I want you to comment below. If you're watching, I want you to share with this. Um, share your perspective because. Remember. This is how the cycle of toxicity ends when we can build community through communication. This is how the toxicity will end. And if neither party is engaging and communicating and going deep in within to communicate what it is that they're feeling, whether it, whatever it's discomfort it's anxiety, whatever, communicate that you're not less of a person. If you communicate what your needs are, I think a person would be more of less of a person if they just totally ignore a person's needs, but yet they're continuing to be in, in a situation that they know they're not going to, you know, get nothing. If they know that they're not going to want nothing out of, or they feel like, well, I'm just here for X, Y, Z. You ain't putting in no work. You just, just out there. When we listen deeply to each other's perspective as men and women, we can, we can recognize the suffering in the opposite sex. And say, hey, I rec- I resonate with that type of suffering. You know, we may feel like we, we may realize that we have more things in common than one. It's like, hey, I, res- I resonate with that suffering. And so empathy should be present across the board. Regardless of the circumstances, the fact that you can relate on seeing a suffering, because we all suffer. So empathy should be present across the board. Both men and women should have empathy across the board when it comes to your partner and communicating and understanding one another and trying to have some common ground. So that is it for this episode. Again, be sure to like and share this truth talk with someone. If it resonates with you, comment below because I am so interested to know your perspective um again share some insight with me and how you feel like the cycle has started because like i say again uh next next episode is going to be more so to my to the women that are to the ladies that are out there okay so man i don't want you guys to feel like oh she's just ganging up on us tonight or you know women always have something to say negative about no 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 that's not what i'm doing okay that's why it's called Her Mind for Truth Talk, Her Mind for Truth Podcast. I'm just deliberating the perspective from the woman, from me, because not all women think like me. Okay, so it may resonate with you. It may not. But I want you to share. Let me know. 
Share, let me know if it does resonate, if it don't resonate with you, if you never heard this before, if you think it's just ludicrous, it's crazy talk, just let me know. Let me know something. Say, hey, just let me know something. Let me know what you think. All right, that's it. So take care and I will see you next time.